Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hey there, it's Mastin. And if you have a degree, certification, education, or passion for changing lives, Listen up for one second before we get this episode of the podcast started. want to let you know that coming up December 6 to 9 in Orlando, Florida is Prosper Live, which is an incredible four-day experience and implementation event. If you're just getting business started, if you're still in that soul-sucking job and want to take the leap, and if you have a degree, certification, education, or just a passion to change lives, Prosper Live is the fastest path to financial freedom as a practitioner, as a coach, as a therapist, as anyone who has a degree, certification, education, or passion to change lives. Prosper Live is coming up December 6 to 9. Join us in Orlando, Florida. Come on over to prosper.live, P-R-O-S. P-E-R.live, Prosper.live to join us. I can't wait to see you in Orlando at Prosper Live. Now, let's get on with the podcast. But the idea is you have the soft skills. What are soft skills? Empathy, connection, caring. All of the things that you thought made you weak are going to make you strong. And guess what? All the people who don't have that will be coming to you because they need it too. And people who are the most egregious need loving the most. So here's some proof just to show you some numbers. The best baseball players in the world hit 25 to 40% of the pitches. What is that on an A-plus scale? D? That's not pass. That's less than F. Who follows? So the less than F people get paid millions of dollars, and you think you have to be perfect. (laughs) The world's best salespeople fail 60 to 90% of the time. They fail 60 to 90% of the time, and they're the world's best, which means you can f*** up nine times out of ten and crush it. You, didn't, you weren't taught that in school, were you? No way. Colonel Sanders was rejected 1,009 times before his first sale. How many times have you actually tried? One out of 1,009. If you had one out of 1,009 answers correct on your school midterm, would you fail? You better believe it. They'd probably make you retake the test. Colonel Sanders is a legend now. Say what you want about the food. The point is, it's all in the numbers. Abraham Lincoln won 30% of the elections he ran. 30%. And he changed the world. The 13th Amendment was passed with a margin of 4%. What was the 13th Amendment? It ended slavery by 4% margin. And you think you have to be perfect to change the world. You think you have to have everybody agree with you. If the world waited for everyone to agree, 
we would never make any progress. It's the ones who disagree while everyone is not agreeing with them that matter most. You are that person. You don't need it to be in the numbers. 0.0006% of Emily Dickinson's work was published in her lifetime. And you think you have to be perfect. You want to know the craziest number of all? You're one in a billion. One in one billion success rate when your father and mother got together and you're here. And you think you have to be perfect. The universe abhors perfection. Perfection leads to extinction. It's the people who are willing to fail fail that succeed. It's the people who are willing to make mistakes that succeed. What's the key to success? For right now is allow yourself to get an F on every test. If you let yourself get an F on every test, you will succeed. So your goal here is to do it messy and afraid. If it's not messy, you're waiting too long. If you're not afraid, you're waiting too long. How long have you been letting getting an A stop you? Since first grade. (laughs) And here's the thing. It's not a bad thing because we were raised in a time of exponential growth and we didn't know it was going to change so fast. It's no one's fault. But the, the model has to shift. Who follows? Does this make sense? Let yourself get an F. Imagine what that would be like. I can feel the tension in the room. Like, are you kidding me? That is the tension that's holding you back. That's the part of you that says, you know what, no matter at the perfect website, I just have 13,000 things up. No, you don't. You could close a massive sale as a conversation on a plane ride home. In 2016, the year of my, uh, how should I put this? Um, uh, it, it, was a, it was a pushback year because my book, came, Claim Your Power, was supposed to come out that year, but I delayed it by a year. And I also delayed putting up my website, masslingkip.com, for a year. Do you think it's because I don't know how to put up a website? What do you think, yes or no? Do you think it's because I don't have the technical resources to put up a website? Do you think it's because I don't know how to log into my account? Why do you think it was? It was the unresolved emotional stuff. But here's the thing. Even though I didn't have a website up, we brought in millions of dollars. You don't need a website to make money today. And it certainly does not have to look good. It can look good eventually, but it's the people who are willing to look bad or the people who are willing to be embarrassed. Those are the people who are going to change the world. And those are the people who are going to get ahead. The agile approach It says, this isn't failure, I'm learning a lesson. They say, you know what? Every time I don't follow through on something or something messes up, I get to learn. People who have A-plus syndrome say, oh my God, I failed, and I I have to stop now because I have to go back and get an A-plus. And they're missing all the lessons that are right in front of them. There's this thing called a minimum viable product. What's that mean, do you think? What's minimum mean? The how much? The how much? I'm sorry, sorry. Did you say the most amount? The least. What's the least mean? An F. (laughs) Okay, it's the smallest product. What's viable mean? It's something that's actually usable, right? And what's a product? (laughs) Something that you sell. 
So the smallest useful thing that you can think of to sell is where you begin. Now, I'm going to make an analogy to nature. Because I think nature is agile as crazy. Nature is the most agile thing in the world. Nature and life and you as a human being are so resilient, you can adapt to almost anything. I'm just asking you to be in your nature. Think about this for a second. Imagine the moment of conception. Well, not that moment, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay? Where like two cells come together and form a zygote. And I want you to imagine for a moment that zygote is conscious and has your neuroses. Could you imagine how traumatizing the creation process would be? Is my head going to end up in my ass? Let me stress for three months until I find out. Could you imagine? Or how about this? Oh, my God. What am I going to do when I'm 18? Like, dude, you don't even have an arm yet. Why are you worried about 18? <laughs> Grow an arm first. So many of you are future tripping about shit that's so far away, you make it impossible to grow an arm. I'm asking you to grow a finger. And you can do it, but you think you have to be fully formed. You think that the beginning of your business, which is like a zygote, two cells coming together, you think at that moment you must be an Olympic-level achiever in their prime. And that's an unfair assumption on yourself, isn't it? I like to make things very simple. So don't confuse the simplicity for a lack of power. Simple things can be very powerful. Who here feels like a part of your business success is creativity of some level? Let me see if I show hands. Okay, what's creativity? I'm going to make it so simple for you. And I want to know what you think it is. Because it's probably right, but I'm, I think you'll enjoy my definition. What do you think creativity is? Problem solving, what else? Innovation, individual expression, yes. You want to know how I think of creativity? I just make some shit up. <laughs> I think about it and I make some shit up. Now, out of context, that sounds really, really, really sort of, how should I put this? Uh, like there's no care put into it. But here's the thing. You spend a long time getting out of tough situations and creating the life that you're creating. So when you have an idea, you feel like you're making up, you are, but it's coming from a really interesting place. And you can't know the answer to whether it's a good idea or not before you launch something. People want to know, Mastin, what's the best copy for me to write? I need the best copy before I can launch. How about launch, tell me the results, and then I can tell you if it's good or not. And we can talk about what parts are good and what parts are not good. Because Here's the thing. When you ask someone for advice about, for example, copy, what's copy, guys? Words that compel people to take action, which is different than content. Content is just like a blog or video. Words that compel people to take action are very valuable and takes time to craft. And the only way to really know if it works or not is data. And to get data, what do you have to do? You got to put it out there. And are you going to feel like it's perfect if you put it out there? No way. Who follows? Does this make sense? So it's going to feel like this. I'm going to make some shit up that feels awful. I'm going to put it out there, and it's going to be judged. That's how it feels. But it's not true. Because here's the thing. You have a big blind spot on how far you've come, and you have no idea what seems obvious to you to someone who's brand new is mind-blowing. Every time I could put out a tweet or an email or anything that says, you know, um, you actually control your experience and how you think and feel. People go, are you serious? It's mind-blowing. 
And you know what's even more mind-blowing? Actually doing that. It's one thing to read a quote card on Facebook. It's another thing to live that life. Who follows? Does this make sense? And so here's something Andre Gide said. He said, everything that's ever been said has already been said. But since no one is listening, it must be said again. <laughs> that's called repurposing content. You need to spend 80% of your time marketing content and 20% of your time creating it. Most of you have it the other way around. I spent, I don't know, seven or eight years creating content. I could never create content again and be fine. I don't, but I could be. But it's amazing. It's really funny because like we repurpose content. Sometimes people like Mastin, you know, before your quote, your, your writing is getting so good. I'm like, that's seven years old. Because guess what? I talk about universal truth. So it was true seven years ago. It's true now. It'll be true in seven years. And guess what? I can publish it on whatever platform is happening in seven years. Same content, different platform. Who follows? Does this make sense? You guys with me on this? So it's important to understand that it's going to feel like you're making stuff up and people are going to judge you. And if you can get past that, then you're agile. Because here's the thing. People will judge you. And make sure that that doesn't include yourself. Because you can't create and judge at the same time. You can't. The Beatles, anyone think they were a good band? Did they sell some records? No? Epic level of success. You wonder how they were creative? They would just jam for hours, and they rehearsed like crazy, but they would jam for hours, no rules. And then they would listen back and take some of the chunks and start to incorporate those into songs that would become rehearsed songs. There's a free flow expression. So your first draft is going to be shitty. And a shitty first draft is better than no draft. Everybody's first draft is shitty. I don't care if it's your book, if it's the first version of a quote card or page or anything. It's super, super. It's not going to feel good. It won't be perfect. I just released a book in the fall, and I want to change half of it already. <laughs> but I forgot this part because I didn't learn it until last month. I mean, I forgot. I didn't know it when I put it out. Right? So art is never finished. It's just abandoned and then updated. That's why there's revised editions of things. Who follows? Does this make sense? So you got to give yourself the gift to feel like you're making stuff up and to realize that you have enough heart and soul and care to actually care about people. And when you're making stuff up, it's actually coming from a great place. Every single time I've created something, in the moment, I thought it was utter shit. Every time. And I remember with the Claim Your Power book, I wrote it. I thought it was total shit. And then, like, we edited it and sent it to the printer. And I got the galley back, and it was probably like, ooh, it was probably like a year in the, it was probably a year in between those two moments. And I got the galley back, and I read it, and I forgot what I wrote. <laughs> Completely forgot. I was like, who wrote this? This shit's good. <laughs> Same words. Who follows? Does this make sense? So just because you feel like something's not enough or not good enough doesn't mean it's not, it is. How you feel about something has nothing to do with your mission. Your preferences are not important. What's important is serving people. Who here studies the law of attraction or those types of, that type of material? Anybody? I finally figured out where the vortex is. I've been trying to figure it out for a long time. You guys have heard this idea of the law of attraction or the vortex or like drawing things to you. You want to know what it is? It's a vision board. The vortex comes when you are so focused on serving people that you forget yourself, but you don't lose yourself. Because when you do that, life will throw resources at you. Finally, someone's awake. And here's the thing, the resources will be there. And anyone who's successful will tell you the same thing. If you go ask people who have not been successful, uh, if I take a risk and I'm scared shitless, will it work out? 
They'll go, uh, think about a plan B. And here's what happens. If you have a plan B, it becomes plan A automatically. (laughs) So if you hang out with people who are successful, they're going to push you into areas that are uncertain for you, like enrollment conversations and copy and marketing and publishing. So your goal is to do things that are scary until they're no longer scary. Think about that. Are there things that you're doing today that used to be really scary and now it's no big deal? Like what? Writing what? So writing articles used to be scary. What else? Presenting video. What else? Facebook Lives. What else? How about basicer things? Dry cleaning? Oh, driving. Yes, very good. Something very basic. I used to be scared to listen to driving. Super scared, right? What happens when you have a baby and they take their first step? Do they just crush it like Usain Bolt? What do they do? They what? They fall. And if you treat the baby like you treat your business. You say, well, we don't got a fucking walker here. Might as well give up. Tried once, fucking failed. But you would never do that to a baby, would you? But your business is your baby too. And you got to let yourself fall a bunch. That's how you build the strength to stand. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, we'd very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we'd very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.